Welcome to the Undo Anxiety Podcast, where by sharing our stories, we learn from each other and help one another navigate our lives with more joy and less suffering as we undo some of our undo anxiety. It's not just what you've done, though. It's also the qualities that you have, what you are, right? You know, because like you you hear about yourself, you, you have this big, vibrant energy. You make people feel good, right? This is, and, and, I, and I think when we talked about that, that day, you were like, I do? You know, like you were really yeah. like, you know, say more about that. Yeah, you seriously. Know? <laughs> no, no, right. And now here's your host, my husband, Dr. John Duffy. Hey, hey, <laughs> that's Julie Duffy. Um, hi, honey. Hi. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Um, this is... Um, Kind of a, uh, we're going to call it a special episode of the Undo Anxiety podcast because we are roughly at a year. So we are a year old. So we're going to call this our, our birthday. Um, so let's let's reflect a little bit on what the one the first year of the Undo Anxiety podcast. What was great? What didn't work out so well? What do you think, Julie? Do you have any thoughts? Um, I have been amazed. Well, first of all, congratulations. Well, thank you so much. The um, party in here is nonstop, by the way. LaCroix. <laughs> we're, we're pounding the LaCroix. Which we There's, realize it's not good to drink bubble anything bubbly when you're doing a podcast. We've had to restart this podcast a few times because we're belching. <laughs> um, burp pauses. Burp pauses. Yeah. Um, no, I have been amazed at how... At all the people that have wanted to share their stories, how honest they've been and wanted to be, um, and you know how courageous that is. But also, I think for a lot of people, so cleansing and healing. Uh, and I, what I noticed really early on. And it's part of the reason we changed the name from the Dr. John Duffy podcast. Which was a fabulous name. I thought that was well thought through. <laughs> Which is really good. <laughs> to undo anxiety because in almost every story, the, I, the people, you know, the, the person telling the story um, talked about the amount of time, the amount of time they, whatever they were suffering, they felt like they were the only one. They yeah. felt like everybody else was killing it in life, whether they were in college and they were unhappy or felt lost or in a job or in a relationship, um, you know, they felt, you know, I'm the only one who feels this way. Right. And that's ridiculous. Right. So I think that's a huge um, win that this podcast has had is people see and hear from people who they think have it all going on look like they have it all going on and really they've been through some tough stuff and, you know, and are working through it, which is very encouraging. Um, but yeah, it makes us all realize that we need to help each other. We need to be forthcoming and we, you know, a lot of us have common experiences. Yeah. I mean, that, that has been, um, probably the main revelation for me. Um, just having people come in here and with vigor and energy, like, you know, I want to tell my story. I want to tell it really accurately. Um, 
and, and the courage that that takes, first of all, just alone, you know, because we're not talking about like our story of triumph necessarily. Uh, we're all, we're starting with like, this is the toughest part of my life, right? And, and, and people have with a lot of energy reached out and said, I want to be part of this. I want to, I want to share my story. I want to help other people who are going through what I'm going through. Um, and, and that sounds, you know, when you hear someone who goes through something and they say, if I can just help one person, you know, and it sounds trite, but, yeah, but I mean, right. It, it, it you're like, yeah, no, it sounds cheesy. It's true. It sounds yeah. cheesy, but, but, uh, you know, I've seen, you know, and heard <laughs> really, I haven't seen, but I've heard people tell their stories. I've heard you talk about afterwards, how much, it's changed them, you know, to tell their story out loud. And you can see how it gives you, really gives you power and buoys you to know I'm going to prevent a whole bunch of other girls or a whole bunch of other guys my age who I know are all around me from going through the same thing. You know, why can't we learn from each other's trials and tribulations. You know, I know there's certain things we have to go through on our own, but you know, if people hear, oh, you know, look at her. She I thought she had it all going on, but she actually has been feeling the same way I have. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, with certain um things, like I remember um the amazing podcast about uh, the kid who had um O C D. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was Emmett. Emmett. Oh man. Kudos to you, Emmett. Hi hey Emmett. So um, really, really suffered, um, you know, some profound OCD, went into treatment, kicked it, which was a beautiful thing to know that's possible. And I, I'm not trying to oversimplify things, but when he came out of that treatment, was coached to say he was somewhere else. He had mono. He, he, and not tell the truth of where he, he w- was. He was coached by people at the psychiatric hospital where he got help that, you know, Hey, listen, you don't have to tell people that you were here getting treatment for OCD. You can tell people you had mono, right? And you to know, his like, credit, yeah. he said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tell the truth. And, you know, you know, in the wonderful town in a wonderful high school with bright and shiny kids. He had someone come up to him like within the the first week he was back who now could under, had an understanding of what he was suffering, Yep, which was, has to be super scary, but to know someone else has it, someone else has gone through it and come out the other end. What, what a gift to that kid, you know, and, and, and Emmett wasn't going to take that away, which is amazing, but it's, it's something we should all um, take note of that by being forthcoming about, we all want to paint a bright and shiny picture of ourselves for sure. On our Facebook, Facebook selves, right? It's our and, um, Insta selves. And in our, you know, little tiny towns, we want everyone to think that, you know, everything's perfect when we know no one is, that's not really anyone's experience. But if, to the degree that you, I mean, you don't want to be Debbie Downer, like just talk about how bummed you are, but to the degree that you you tell the truth about the times where you have struggles, you definitely, for yourself and somebody else. Yeah, no, I, and the Emmett story, I'm glad you brought that back up because um, it was it was an enormous story of triumph and 
you know, just overcoming what he overcame is amazing. And his willingness to then talk about it, that that touched somebody else. I mean, just pause on that thought for a second, how powerful that is, you know? And as you're talking, I'm thinking about myself. So um, I remember, and I've talked about this before, but, um, you know, I remember my, the first time I had a panic attack myself when I was like 14 years old. And honestly, honestly feeling like, oh my God, there's something wrong yeah. with me. The doctors are telling my, my parents, there's nothing wrong with me. I've had a blood test and yet I know there's something wrong. And, and didn't, if, did you feel, so? Uh, sorry, I was just thinking, you know, I heard the gazillionth person say that when they're having a panic attack, they thought they were going to die. Yeah. Listen. Uh, did you I, feel that way? Yeah. I thought I was going, I thought I was going to lose consciousness for sure. Um, and I absolutely thought like, I think I'm going to die. And fundamentally, um, in the spaces between panic attacks, the prevailing feeling is shame. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm weak. I'm a Mm -hmm. kind of a loser because whatever this is, nobody else has it. Nobody, I, I, I am singular in this madness, whatever it is I can't get past, you know? And this is something I deal with every single day is people saying, What's wrong with me? Why can't I just get through this thing? And sometimes it's like, you know, the toughest part of our lives, we just pay attention and we listen and we talk about what we're going through. We find out, oh, there's a method for getting past it. You know, like people, you know, there are, um, we're all suffering some kind of anxiety, right? And there are ways to treat that, to manage that, to, you know, make changes in our lives so that we are not suffering the way we suffer. And I I have this mild concern. When we renamed the podcast Undo Anxiety, I had this mild concern like, "Mm, are we focusing too much on the negative here? You know, instead of like, um, what's, what's going well in your life? Are we talking too much about what's not working? But unless we address that and anxiety is a broad word. That that sadness, that grief, that um, that fear, judgment, ego that we carry that prevents us from like living our lives fully and being in the moment fully, then then we're kind of not there. We're not really living, you know. And I know what that feels like. I've been there. I've been that guy. I'm that guy sometimes now. Yeah. And you know, I I love the idea that the the time that somebody spends in here, they have a revelation about themselves. I've seen that mm-hmm. probably every time that somebody's had the courage yeah. to come in here and tell their thing. And um, and I like the idea of picturing somebody out there with earbuds in, you know, <laughs> like listening to the thing and thinking, oh, that's me. Or that's pretty close to me. I didn't know anybody else felt this way. Yeah. And, there's, and, and there's a way through it, you know, like, and, and that's, the point is like there's no reason to feel hopeless no matter what, virtually no matter what, right, you know, right. because and, and that that's that's what we're trying to trying to say here, I think, more than anything else. And I hope that's coming through in the stories that people are telling. And um and I'm so grateful to the people who have had the courage to come on here, you know, because it's not like, um, we haven't had to do a lot of digging, you know, to, um, this is something that surprised me, you know, I was like, geez, we're going to do this like, you know, once or twice a week, how am I going to find people? And people have come to me, you know, more often than not and said, Hey, you know, I, I think I have a story that you haven't told yet. And, you know, like, can I come in and we'll just 
talk it through. I'm all, I, I don't think I've said no to anybody, you know, right. because I, I always want to know that. And, and I love the feeling of being in here talking with people about it because um, it always feels like good for them, I think, to like just talk through their story, you know, like so I, I think for um, anybody to, to talk it through because sometimes like when we, when we suffer something, we don't talk it through. We don't work it through with anybody, and then we never really get a beat on it. We never really get a feel for what it is, is that even is going on in our heads no. because we're so no in our heads. We're so in, our, so in yeah, your own head, right? And, and we're and we're distracted and distractible, right? Like I worked with somebody the other day um, who um, can feel fine, and then he'll get on like Twitter, and you know, just all the negativity and all just and and, and the. You know, one tweet after another, after another, after another, after another. It's just so aggravating. And, you know, and so you can't, with all the noise and the stimuli in today's world, you can't hear yourself think no. sometimes. And, and you don't, and people, if you don't make a conscious effort you to hear yourself, you, you know, I think you, the default is to kind of avoid it maybe. And so you look at your phone more and you go under more to avoid figuring it out. And maybe you don't even know you're doing that. Probably a lot of times you don't, uh, but in, unless you have clarity um, and, you know, can see and understand, you won't have the aha to, to be able to move out of it. I think, you know, I was talking to a couple of people recently um, who were maybe trying to bring up therapy as an option for their kids. Um, and these are kids that are just trying to work something out right now. Um, there's, you know, it's graduation time, it's end of the year, there's a lot of transitions that are happening. A lot of our kids feel like, you know, we sell them that they're supposed to be so happy. Well, either that graduation, you know, they're, they're graduated from high school. There's some, you know, there's passages, there's some probably some sadness to that. Or so happy about the next step. Yay, what are you doing? What are you doing next year? You know, and they're supposed to have this joy and elation about it. And a lot of them are like, I feel scared and lost like shit. And, uh, but I don't want to say that because, um, that's not how I'm supposed to feel or, you know, so anyway, a couple of people, my friends have, you know, we've talked about the possibility of bringing up, you know, going to talk to someone about it. Like mm-hmm. it's hard for us to sometimes help our kids through that because not, I mean, we can, and it's certainly a great thing if we can, but sometimes they just need to talk to, they know we think they're wonderful. <laughs> and so they need to kind of just hear their, their own thoughts in, in an objective space. And so, you know, we were talking about how to, how to provide that as an option without making the kid feel like you think there's something wrong with them. Um, but my whole point of this babbling is, um, you know, talking about getting your thoughts clear and figuring out what you're thinking. Um, you know, therapy can be a great thing. Um, if you can find a good therapist who's, you know, will just, you know, it ha- gives you good feedback and you can work the stuff out. You know, I'll go every once in a while if I feel stuck. I have a great therapist, Dr. Paula. Um, and she's, she's so good at just reflecting back to me. Um, I love the way she sees me. Like, sometimes you just can't see yourself. I mean, I feel that way sometimes. Like, I don't even, I just can't see myself. Right. Or how I, how I come across. 
you know, when you're, when you're in your own head and she'll reflect back at me how she sees me, what she hears me saying, not in a super therapist-y way because I can't stand that, um, but she just is good at helping me get, get it out, see it, and move on. So the point, again, is that, you know, as much as we can present that as a tool, you know, whether it's a life coach or going to a therapist, but to go to talk to someone to figure out what it is you're thinking and where you are, you know, if we can present that as a tool to our kids, that there's no, um, no taboos to, no stigma attached to that, that's a great thing. You know, that... It's interesting that you bring that up because as you're talking, I'm thinking maybe that's part of what we both were kind of unconsciously thinking about when we put this thing together is not just taking the taboos away from feeling a certain way, but from getting help for feeling a certain way, you know, like, and, and, and there is taboo around that, you know, like people will often say, you know, like I have a doctor's appointment without saying, talking about the fact that they're, they're seeing a therapist and the, I think still the prevailing assumption about therapy is there's something wrong with me that I need to get fixed, you know, uh, instead of like, I want to, I want to optimize my yeah. life. I want to, I want to optimize my experience. I want to be present in my moments and I don't feel like I'm getting that enough, you know? Um, and I need to do that more. I know I do, you know, like I've seen Dr. Yeah. Paula myself and, uh, and, um, and I love that just having that mirror and I like, if, and I think most therapists would agree with me. I, you know, being a therapist and, and doing a lot of this work myself for a long time now, I love the honor and the privilege it is to be the mirror, to be the person who's just like bearing witness. I mean, you know, like being a therapist, you know, just will lift the veil on whether that's, you know, a really complicated job or not. It's not that complicated. A lot of it is just being present and, and providing that hope that, you know, like, okay, so this is what's going on. We can figure this out. You know, like we'll talk it through and, and things are going to be okay. You know, and that's almost rarely is there a situation where that's not the case. You know? Right. And like you say um, on the video on your website, you know, that's what you say. You say, you know, most people can figure out their own solutions. Um, they just need just an objective space to do it. And so you can talk to our friends, you know, you can talk to your husband, but they're, they have an agenda and there's, you're certainly probably editing to some degree. So to go to talk to someone, you know, who's objective is such, is really, it's, it's such a luxury yeah. and, and it, it's something that really should be celebrated and really presented if we, you know, if you have the means to your kids or your friends, any, your parents, anyone as a great option, as a great option. And, and everybody should have the means, you know, that that's something about our country that frustrates me to no end is, you know, we, there's this healthcare, oh, right. de- there's okay. perpetually this healthcare debate going on and mental health is always kind of brushed aside. And, you know, it's, it's not, not a fundamental part of that debate. And so there is an enormous swath of this country that doesn't have access to any kind of decent mental health care. And, you know, and that, you know, and, and we think like, so we'll provide for the physical problems. But if you sit in my shoes, you recognize 
oh, those physical problems, 80% of them aren't going to happen if we don't address the emotional problems underneath them. The emotional problems drive those physical totally. problems. You know what I mean? Like, yes. You know, if I had to, if I had to f- d- determine, if it were up to me to determine what the cure for cancer is, it's get rid of the undue anxiety in our lives. Yep. And then, you know, like, because I, I don't know what the hell cancer is, <laughs> but, but I know that the odds of, of uh, acquiring almost any disease are going to be diminished considerably if you are emotionally in your right space, you know? Um, and the converse is true too. I think if you never find that, you know, you can, you can get sick, you know? Um, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and we both lost our fathers in our 60s. I'm sorry, their 60s. 60s. I'm, uh, 60 is about, <laughs> 60 is 40 years away from me, so I don't even know what I'm talking about. But, um, and we realized as we we're talking about our dads that they both suffered an enormous amount of, and I don't, I hate to overuse a phrase, undue anxiety, and never really knew it. And so we're diagnosing our dads, you know, 20 years after their deaths with, you know, anxiety when in fact, you know, my dad thought he had, you know, other issues and I don't think he ever did. You know, I think if my dad... So your dad was an AA, so he, yeah, he, he decided he was an alcoholic, but you think it was, you know, anxiety... Driven. Driven. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, and I know it was, you yeah. know, so my dad was an AA. I never saw him take a drink, but yes, I know he was a really anxious guy. I remember, <laughs> yeah. I remember a very specific um, discussion with him where I described what my anxiety was like. My dad and I used to take these trips um, down to Florida. We would drive from Chicago down to um, Fort Lauderdale, and uh, and 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 I'm so grateful because I lost him when he was young. That I did this about seven or eight times. Um, we would spend a week and we would drive down there and go to his favorite beaches and stuff. And um, I remember one night we're in this dump motel because my dad never had more than $5 on him ever. And, um, and I, I described to him this night um, what my anxiety is like. And I'm like looking for answers kind of. And I'm like, Dad, you know, did you ever feel any of this stuff? And he's like, nope, don't know what you're talking about. Fifteen minutes later, <laughs> we're getting ready for bed, right? We're in this crummy motel. And my dad does something that he did Every night that I can ever recall in our lives, he walked over to the light switch and he clicked it up, down, up, down, up, down. And he said, one, two, one, (laughs) two, one, two. Okay, time to go to bed. And I'm like, dad, you realize that's a form of anxiety, right? Like, you know, he's like, Johnny, I'm just checking the lights. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you don't get it. I'm just checking the lights. I'm like... Okay, you know, and then when I finally like start studying this stuff, I realize, oh my God, my dad had OCD, like severe OCD that disrupted his functioning. Yeah. And he never knew that, yeah. you know, so he never got to, he was never liberated, you know, and I, and I mourn that for him because he was awesome and he could have had a big, awesome life and he could still be around now, you know, he'd only be 85 or 86. So, you know, I, I always look at my... My dad, my brother who passed away, who we did a podcast about, mm-hmm. um, as, as cautionary tales that, you know, like, um, you can live a long life. And if you're suffering, it doesn't matter. And you can also shorten your life by suffering. And that does matter, you know. Um, well, long life of suffering is, is horrible, too. And so, yeah, also, I, I wanted to just touch on 
the title Undo Anxiety. You know, I think, well, no, I, it's probably not clear. I, I hope, and maybe we, we talked about adding something to the title, like, you know, living free of undue anxiety, you know, so like um, a more solution focused title. Right. But one thing that we want to make clear is we're not just talking about anxiety disorder. You know, we're not talking about diagnosable. We're talking about just suffering in any, whether it's feeling lost, feeling depressed, you know, I mean, any kind of um, unnecessary suffering. <laughs> um, That's a really good point, right? I it's mean, not just, not just, ang- not just panic attacks, not just OCD, not just, you know, anxiety disorder. We're talking about, um, you know, finding the right school, being in the wrong school. How do you figure that out? Um, Poor you know, self-esteem. We're yeah. talking about that. Like just feeling terrible about yourself, which so many of us suffer this because we make these comparisons to other people. And you're right. Like what you said earlier, you know, like we, For some reason, we compare ourselves to people we think are better than us somehow, right? Thinner, they make more money, they have a better house, their family functions better somehow. Yeah, we do that. But also, we are default in our head, and I I don't, the things we say to ourselves are not, this is what's awesome about me. It's, it's the, it's. The negative things that go through our head, and, I, and maybe we've touched on this before. One day, I know we have. You know, one day, John and I were trying to make some plans, and we decided we're, we're what, taking a walk, and we're saying we're not doing this, we're not doing that. I know I've said this before, but you know, we came home and and we said, let's write down what's awesome about us. Like right. we forget what's great about ourselves. I mean, you know, that's one thing. Like when I go to Dr. Paula, you know, I, I felt like. I feel like a, I was feeling like a blob and she's looking at me. She's like, oh my God, you're just, you're so full of energy and, you know, light. And I'm like, I am like, I, you know, I, cause you, you forget cause in your own head, that is not what you're remembering or telling yourselves. Even, you know, I look in the mirror and you just, you just don't even, I almost don't, can't even see myself. Self. You know, you just, you don't, you don't think and focus on the positives. You don't remember the things you've done that are cool. You don't remember um, your accomplishments, your successes. You know what's awesome about yourself, and, Not- and 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 then sometimes we nobody says it until our you know our uh, our funeral. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, it's an epitaph. Um, no, and and that exercise that day that you're talking about. Um, this is another thing I think we tend to do, and I, I'll cop to having done it that day. We came up with an amazing list for each other about what's amazing about us, right? And and it was, um, it was a great moment for both of us. I think we were both like, really? I that- still have that. I I ha- it, we wrote it on a giant a giant pad. I know we've said this with a green marker. Julie's all and about I, the giant pad. I still pad. have it downstairs when I work out because you know I get up in the morning and I want to look at that and remember. Um, what John said was awesome about me. <laughs> so so here's, here's the weird thing about this exercise. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I was like, no, that sounds stupid. I don't want to. And, and my default instead was I'd rather wallow in this, this um, kind of stomach-churning anxiety, right? Upset. You know, what is it, you know I'd rather feel shitty <laughs> than do something that makes me feel good, you know? Um, and I think fundamentally, therein lies the rub. Therein lies the problem that we're trying to address here somehow is we 
tend to not only suffer, but we sustain that. We fuel that yep. over and over all day long in unconsciously in, in the way we think. And that's why therapy and coaching and talking through what's going on is so important because once you can do that, bring it to the light of day, nothing's so awful. And sometimes it'll just like evaporate into the ether, you know, and, and you're, and you realize, oh, I'm fine. My life is good. I'm strong. I'm talented. I, and now that I know it, I can start to head in that direction. I've got a lane to go in. I've got a direction. Um, but some of us are just kind of passing through our days, you know, feeling this kind of middling half-assedness about ourselves, right? Because, because we're not pausing and allowing that look inside. So it's a great, like, I recommend that you try, try that. Try writing down what's great about you. And I know it sounds super cheesy. I don't care. It's really amazing to do because literally we forget like, oh yeah, I did that. I started that. I came up with that. I led that. I, you know, you, 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 we forget the, the cool things we've done and, and it remembering that makes you happier, but also can jumpstart kind of your next thing. It might help you think about, oh, now, now I, I forgot I did that. I want to do that again. Right. You know, think about it and, and, you know, don't focus on just the negative. We, we've covered that. But. It's, it's not just what you've done though. It's also the qualities you that you have, yeah. what you are, right. You know, cause like you, you hear about yourself, you, you have this big vibrant energy. You make people feel good, right? This, 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 and, and, I, and I think when we talked about that, that day, you were like, I do? You know, like you were really yeah. like, you know, say more about that. Yeah, you know? seriously. No, no, right. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, yeah, we, we, we get down, really down on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, and if we bring that to... And, and that's, I, that's, it's kind of, it's pointless and it's a, maybe even a, I don't, this just popped into my head. Like it's kind of is self-indulgent. Is that the word I want to use? It's kind of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Go you for know, it. it's kind of, uh, it's kind of lame. And, 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 and I, I guess I like, I want to call bullshit on it. On, I'll call it on myself. Um, uh, it's, it's lazy and reckless and, um, it serves no purpose. This so, is, yeah. Well, this is the this is the that was brilliant, Julie. Seriously, like so. Rewind thirty seconds and listen to that. Right, I I totally agree. It is. It's bullshit. It's reckless. Um, and none of us has the right to leave our greatness on the table just to feel shitty about ourselves. That's bullshit. That is. Yeah. You know, I always figure. You know, like. different people believe different things about God or mother earth or whatever. But I always figure like the fact that Julie and I are sitting in this room, we're talking, we're looking at each other, our eyes work, our hearts beat in our chests, you know, like and pump blood through our systems. Life is a fucking miracle, man. (laughs) And, and, and we have to live it. It's, it's, it's a privilege just to friggin' be here and to not like, dig in and 
find the greatness within you. You know, humility is so freaking overrated. I, it makes me crazy because, you know, so many of us have taken that to the nth degree and decided, you know, oh, I feel lousy about myself, so I'm going to binge watch. It's like, you know, no. Get off your ass and live, you know, live your life, live it joyfully, live it fearlessly. Let's go. You know, that's, that's really the point. And, um, and be be forthcoming and, 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 you know, you know, kind of back to what we were talking about in the beginning, you know, what else, the other thing that's overrated though, is, is not addressing these things in a genuine way and then pretending, you know, to your friends and neighbors and Facebook friends that, Everything is perfect. <laughs> Sorry, we've been we've been watching Parks and Rec. <laughs> that was Tommy Haverford. Uh, no, no, Mal. What's uh, John Raphael? Oh yeah, John Raphael. <laughs> right, right, right. She's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Anywho. We've been in this room a long time, people trying to put this together. No, um, we haven't. No, we haven't. Um, all right, so so we're not gonna stop doing this thing, right? We keep no. doing the Undo Anxiety podcast. Um, at the end of this thing, I typically say, Hey, if you have any ideas for this podcast, let me know. I mean that when I say it, you know. Um, reach out to me, John G. Duffy at drjohnduffy.com. Um and, and let me know your thoughts. If you feel like coming in here and talking through your story, seriously, let's do that. You know, um, We're going to do this for another year, and we'll be talking a year from now about what that year was like. And everybody get out a piece of paper and pencil or a, and a big piece of paper and a marker of a fun color is even better. And write down what is awesome about you. And if you need help, have someone tell you what's awesome about you, and then you tell them what's awesome about them. Yeah. Sometimes you need, you need yeah. a little help. You need a mirror. It's, um, it's a great thing to do. Julie Duffy, thank you for being here. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> I love you, honey. All right. You can find this podcast online at iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, LiveLeadPlay.com, which is affiliated with IPEC Coaching School, and WGN+. On my website, there's a free parenting program, uh, drjohnduffy.com. If you are a parent, I strongly encourage you to check that out. Uh, some really good ideas there. Um, if you have thoughts or ideas uh, for this podcast or if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on this podcast, uh, please email me at johngduffy at drjohnduffy.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the Undo Anxiety Podcast.